Hey guys. Uh, well, uh, welcome. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a long time, but I've never really found the time to do anything like that. Um, but recently, I, I feel like I need to make something like this. You know, for my own sake. Not really for anyone else. I don't, I don't really care if that's kind of like selfish, but it's whatever. But, uh, basically, if this goes well, uh, I'll keep making these. Uh, it'll be with different people. But the plan was always to have the first episode just be me. In the future, there will be, yeah, future will be guests. And I can help them, I guess, talk to them see what they're dealing with because that's what this is about kind of just dealing with things you know often there's not really a lot of places you can turn to for you know just shit going on in your life not like trauma or anything like that but just now here and now you know so I want to kind of provide a place like that for people and yeah, but uh, right now, this is just me, just me talking to you guys. Uh, so yeah, who am I? But uh, yeah, who the fuck am I? Why am I? Why am I making this? <laughs> well, I guess I'll start with uh when I started making music because I guess that's really as good as introduction as it's gonna get I started writing at least when I was uh, I, I think I was in start of eighth grade I think because I was being introduced to um, hip-hop music around then because the only kind of music I heard was just radio in my parents' car. And then when middle school came around, I was given a little bit more freedom, you know, slowly being allowed things like uh, internet and whatnot. And with that came the exploration of new genres. Uh, so, originally, the writing uh, was just poetry because I learned about. Edgar Allan Poe and, you know, poets like him, so, I, I thought poetry was neat, so I started learning about it on my own, and started writing some stuff. If I look back on it now, it was <laughs> really cringy, but it was a start to, like, learning the basics. And, uh, I guess that's what attracted me to hip-hop so much, was because, you know, I didn't, I didn't really see it as, like, you know, just fucking hard music, or just fucking fucking music to bop to. Any, I I saw as like literally any any category of rap. You know, trap music, fucking what people call mumble rap, which isn't really mumble rap. Um, lyrical, what 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 have have you? You know. I see it all as just down to its basics, just spoken word poetry, which is beautiful, you know? I think there's a little bit more beauty in hip-hop than spoken word poetry because, you know, there's only so much words can do. But instruments and, you know, everything else that goes behind producing and mastering tells a whole different story. So, I became interested in all that stuff, um, through, mostly through one of my best friends, uh, Justin, who you all might know better as, uh, 602 Prophet. Yeah. Uh, really quick. I just want to use the segment to say, uh, I, <laughs> I'm so fucking proud of him, dude. Uh, 
yeah, when, I, when I'm with him, I don't really show, like, that kind of emotion, because, you know, guys be guys, but I, I am super proud of him, you know, he's, he's really made something of himself, <laughs> and seeing him grow has just been an honor, how, alright, so, I'll keep you on about me, but I just want to say that, super proud of you, um, so, he introduced me to rap music. We were in the same English class. That's where we met, actually, in eighth grade. Um, he fucking hated me at first, which is funny. But uh, as soon as I started talking to him, he was like, oh, this white boy's cool. Uh, so, as we started becoming more friends, he learned that I wasn't really open to a lot of rap music. So, And he was really interested in it since he had... Uh, he had some experience with battle rap, kind of, but that really, he really wasn't like interested in rap music at that time, before that, before I met him. So he started introducing me to people like, uh, I think the first one was uh, Childish Gambino, and now that I think about it, that probably is the easiest, like if you're introducing a white kid to rap music, the first person you should show him is Childish Gambino, because that's that's a good entry level to start. And from there, Tyler the Creator, you know, I haven't even lived. I am fuck. I can't talk. I haven't even listened to Eminem that much before that. It's crazy, but you get the point. I was listening to more more people, and uh, I. I began to love the genre more and more as I start learning more about the way it's written. Uh, <laughs> I I remember specifically taking E double songs, putting some of my own words in them, and then like <laughs> rapping them to Justin. And he was like, "Yeah, it's dope," because you know he never heard it. I'm just I was just trying to look cool, honestly, <laughs> trying to impress him. For some fucking reason. I don't know why I did that. Don't mind me just taking a drink. This shit's this shit's genuine. No edits, no cuts. And um yeah. After that, I went through something that would probably shape the beginning of the path to music. Uh before then it wasn't really anything too serious. It was just, you know, writing for fun and being interested in music as a whole. But it all really, really started when I went through a, I went through a pretty bad breakup. <laughs> I say pretty bad, but pretty bad for, you know, a kid. Pretty bad for an eighth grader, you know. Let me adjust my mic. <laughs> Fucking, please. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. Uh, I I hope that does not sound too bad. Because this shit's uncomfortable. It's lean. Okay. Oh my god. Not the cable. Okay. So. Yeah. In 8th grade, I went through a pretty bad breakup. I thought. I, uh. I started getting real sad during that summer because uh you know it's a really first time i really dealt with a loss that was really kind of emotional because i really i really liked this girl you know but um <laughs> looking back on it the fucking thing was only like three months long but i, th but I think the thing that really got me was because uh, she was just such a nice girl you know and i and i kind of fucked things up it was the first time that it was my fault that things went wrong and I really had to look at myself and be like, what's wrong with me, you know? I really went through a tough time. Uh, because that summer, um, I had remembered some things that happened to me as a child. Because, uh, oh, probably should have mentioned this at the beginning, but uh, I am diagnosed with uh, autism. Uh, we'll get to that later, but basically... I didn't really remember any of the stuff that happened to me as a kid. I just remember vague things from it, but 
it was like one night I, I really started like you know looking back of my life and my childhood and I had remembered what uh what happened to me as a kid uh, to summarize y'all ain't my therapist so you don't really need to hear the extent of it but basically my mom had a boyfriend for a short period of time uh, when I was five and he turned out to be a not so good person and uh, in the middle of the night sometimes he would come in my room and he would strangle me a bit uh, and choke me and I figured he was tweaked out on meth because he would do that and then he would like leave suddenly and slam the door and then I would go lock it I don't know how people found out uh, that was going on, but soon I was out of there. And people realized that, hey, I shouldn't be having those fucking bruises on my neck. So remembering all that was just traumatic. Not just like on my past self, but not but then and there. Because, dude, like... <laughs> It's a lot to just realize all at once. And I told my family exactly what happened. Because apparently they knew something was going on. And they knew something bad was going on. Like, obviously they thought it was like abuse of some sort. But they never knew, like, the extent of it. And I told them that was, that was what was going on. And they were like, no fucking way. Really? And I'm like, yeah, dog. And they were just destroyed. But they knew it was done and over with, so... They weren't really stressing that bad. But... I was fucked over by it. So... And... In the summer between 8th grade and freshman year, I, I bought a notebook. Uh, a red notebook in particular. This is important, because... This is what I would write. One of... Uh, one of my first songs on, or my first, really... Uh, albums on. I think the first song I ever wrote was something called Who Knew? And basically, the topic was just who knew I would turn out like the way I did. Even though being given all these opportunities to myself. But, you know. Uh, it was trash, but, you know, for me, I showed it to people, and they were like, Wow, this is like actually good. Something they wouldn't expect out of me. And I wouldn't really expect that out of me either. You know. But uh anyways, fast forward. I, I start writing more. I get Justin interested in music by proxy. Just like, hey, I heard you were a battle rapper. I I really think you should continue with it. And he was like, Word? And I was like, Word. And eventually freshman year that same year we started a rap group uh <laughs> i it that is in quotations big quotations because we never really did shit as a rap group we kind of just were like a platform for everyone to release stuff on but we were called oh my god sorry dude acid reflex is a fucking bitch but uh yeah, that's what I'm dealing with nowadays. That's the extent of my problems. Uh, we started a rap group called AZ's Notorious. Because of Notorious B.I.G. and just AZ. And our logo was, get this, this is really innovative. The state outline of Arizona with AZ's Notorious in the middle with impact font. But, dude, I still have the shirt to this day. It will never leave my fucking wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, we made fucking shirts of this thing. We give them to everyone. We had five members, in fact. Uh, technically six. In total, not the same time. We had me, uh, Justin. Oh, she had mentioned rap names. So at the time, I was... I went through a lot. <laughs> My first name, I went on a Wu-Tang name generator. And uh, because Charles Gambino did it, I'm like, yeah, it would be a good idea for me to do it. 
<laughs> I typed in my name. It was kind of garbage, so I went with my dad's name. And it, he came up with Insane Destroyer. So that was so that was my name. Then I took the Destroyer out. I just put Insane. And then my final name that I settled on for for like uh, at least their fuck our freshman year to just last year. This was my name. I went by Devin J because I did not really want to be associated with the last name. So just Devin J. Um, so there is Devin J, Justin's name. <laughs> he doesn't want people to remember this, but I do. Am Amateur Genius. That was his rap name. Uh, at the time, I was like, yo, that's fucking hard. Then we had a friend of ours named uh, <laughs> Xavier, who went by Sophisticated X. I'm really sad he didn't continue rapping, because the dude had so much potential. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't even know knew if he wanted to do it, but like he had, he had a good singing voice, man. Fucking, hope he's doing well. Uh, after that, we had. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> after that, we had Orlando, uh, Justin's uh, childhood friend, I think, and his name was, uh, it was either. One man epidemic. Ah, <laughs> oh, one man epidemic. The king, the god himself. Uh he went by one man epidemic when he was with us, and then uh, I think he changed a little later, like Lee lyrical, and then he kept that uh, username ever since. But fucking one man epidemic. <laughs> that's such a hard name. Uh, even then, I was like, dude, that's fuck. This is fuck. Looking back now, he would be like, no, that's cringe as fuck. But, you know. Uh, and then our last member. Uh, he he was there for the shortest amount of time. Uh, his name was Lil Killa. Uh, I, I've never met, I never met the dude. He was, uh, Justin's cousin. But he turned out, uh, he never really did anything with the group. He never made anything. And to the studio session we went to, he never came. So we're just like, yeah, are you actually going to do shit? He was like, fuck you. We're like, alright, you're out. He was like, fuck, fuck y'all. Actually, I met him once. It's a little guy. <laughs> it's fuck you to this day, dog. Uh, but... Then, uh, a little later on, we had a member join... Uh, we asked him to join. His name was, uh, his name was Alex, and, fuck, what was his, what was his name again? Um, or his rap name? I can't remember for the life of me. Uh, oh, eventually it went, uh, he settled on, uh, Skull Snaps, which is pretty hard. I think he originally went by, uh, fucking... It was Doc Mandarin, Doctor Mandarin, and then there was another one he went through. Uh, oh, Alexander the Great—that's what he went by in the beginning. He went by Alexander the Great, and uh, eventually he settled on Skull Snaps. And honestly, he probably had the most—he—he he has the most talent of the group. Not even had has. But uh, we did stuff for a little bit, and eventually we just. Uh, we made songs on the SoundCloud, and we uh, dropped singles here and there. And uh, <laughs> I and uh, <laughs> if anyone went to my high school, I I have, I have something to uh, address. So, in sophomore year, we were in high school with uh, people who don't even know me might find this name familiar I went to high school with a rapper by the name of D-Bangs Darius uh, I'm not gonna say anything here about him uh, specifically because <laughs> I might get in trouble but let's just say I don't like the dude and I never liked him and I never will I think he's a kind of piece of garbage but that's besides the point um, 
So we went to high school with D Banks, and there was another rapper in uh, that high school called Baymac. At the time, I didn't really like him, but uh, Prophet says he's pretty cool now. So you know, if he's cool with him, I'm cool with him. But at the time, those two were beefing. They were beefing hard, and I, <laughs> I, I may have instigated a beef between. I told Justin, like, hey, you're the battle rapper in the group. You should make a diss track on both of them to profit on all all of them beefing. I didn't want to do it, but I made Justin do it. I instigated that whole thing, like, hey, you should fucking do it. And then he made a diss track on him, and everyone in school was like, holy shit, the undecided, the unsung hero, the underdog fucking he bodied both of them made another diss track and yeah <laughs> fucking it's such it was so stupid looking back on it but dude i i thought it was making five head plays man but uh yeah take a sip so we had that going up until i think uh we had that going until like junior year of high school or even before that so we're okay uh freshman year i started making a, a mixtape called so insane uh <laughs> it was based on my old rap name but you know it was a start i made it on fl studio uh completely raw unmixed but you know it, it didn't really turn out too great but the lyrics were there, and uh, had ten songs. I I did a listen of it recently. Most of them are cringy, but some of them, if I only stayed on beat, <laughs> it would have had some potential. I released it, and then uh, there was some reception. Uh, people in my, you know, little scene, you know, uh, they thought it was okay. And that's probably the most I would give it as an okay, like a five out of ten, for for it what it is and what I knew. If you solely judged it based on uh, the words, it's okay. Um, but uh, my parents found it and they made me take it down off everywhere, and I was really really mad about that because that's two years worth of effort into like just nothing. And I was really mad about that, and I made a whole thing on Facebook about it, and just kind of antagonized my parents for a while about it, and they're pissed off. And they, my dad really didn't want me to become a rapper. He he was really against it because he knew rappers in his time, and uh, things didn't turn out well for them. Even even though this is uh, I was in a new generation that didn't really focus too heavily on gang related raps. You know, he didn't really understand what I had to talk about. We were like, I didn't really have anything to talk about because of the life I lived. But, uh, there was a huge mental battle within me about the trauma and whatnot. Um, and so after I released that, uh, I had my sights set on making another album immediately. Uh, it was originally going to be a huge album called When Reality Sets. And my original idea was going to be like 30 tracks. And then later on I realized that's a horrible idea. And, and me, knowing I would procrastinate on it, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And so, for a long time, uh, for two years or three years, I was... Uh, trying to think of what to do and then uh, in junior year I started the writing of uh, Dystopia my first album I didn't know this was gonna be an album at the time I thought it was gonna be a mixtape now this this project went through many drafts but what this album is uh, Dystopia I've never really explained this in public, but dystopia is the word that I give my autism, a dystopia. 
like a like a place that used to be perfect, but is it's, it's not. But uh, I that whole album is just me facing my autism and my trauma. There's some bops in there, but that's just attempts of me being confident despite the, the thing I live in, a dystopia, you know. And uh, around this time, I around man, just remembering all this shit is just like it's it's something. But anyways, sorry. Uh, we're keeping it raw. We're keeping it raw as fuck here. <laughs> so. I started writing this in junior year. I was going to a different high school than uh, Justin and everyone else. Uh, pro Justin had moved to a uh, art high school, uh, something called Metropolitan or whatever, and uh, I'd moved to a school called Desert Vista. And we all kind of just went our separate paths, and after sophomore year, because we realized every everything was kind of shit there. Um. <laughs> So I started writing this project. It went through many drafts, many, many drafts. Uh, the track list I started with is nothing like the track list that I ended up with. It was originally gonna be a 16 song album, but it ended up with eight. Um, this is a project. Uh, the man who made, who made this possible was, uh, a ma mixer, master, engineer, rapper, extraordinaire, now Grammy fucking nominated, uh, Felix, my boy, uh, also known as Bag of Tricks Cat, is a fucking local legend in Arizona, dude. This man really just, <laughs> he's a god, man. Um, Justin introduced him to me because he had been working with him for a little bit now. Made a couple mixtapes with him. At this point, he was a prophet or a 602 prophet. He went through a name change after wanting to rebrand and after making a couple songs. And uh, honestly, uh, Justin's content and Amateur Genius was okay. It was average. But as soon as he made the change to uh, prophet or 602 prophet, the first song he made, Awakening, was... I, I really saw his talent then. Dude is just great <laughs> just if you go into soundcloud you look at the first song of this thing uh, uh you could really just tell from this from the beginning he really had something going <laughs> so i meet this guy and uh you know i i immediately like him he's awesome uh so we do a couple songs with him i i sit there for a couple sessions and I built a relationship with him. Uh, I made a lot. I made a lot of bad songs with Felix. Not gonna lie. Uh, I I made a lot of flops. And this is. I spent a lot of time in his studio trying to understand and really figure out what kind of rapper I want to be. I learned how to stay on beat at that studio. I learned how to, like you know, really time my lines with him i really i learned how to do dubs with him he really is just my mentor in every shape and form As, besides from justin really he's where i learned to be a rapper you know officially so i i start making this album with him uh there's a point where i really was getting into this thing uh, it took a while for me to write this thing too Really, because unlike Justin, the, he writes things very quickly. He he has a bunch of punchlines in his head all the time, and he just kind of like writes down what he's thinking. Me, I take months and months to write something because I really want it to be perfect. Like sometimes I'll write a line and then just work down that for a while. Sometimes I write a whole song in like 10 minutes, and I'll spend like a couple months just tweaking everything. But then I 
that time I was really getting down on that. In senior year, I was really working towards that. And I had a job at Safeway, which, uh, don't work at Safeway. Please, I'm begging you. Uh, <laughs> I got some minimum wage money from Safeway, and that helped me fund my first project. Uh, and knowing Felix through Justin, I had a discount at his studio, and at the t like knowing how expensive studios can get, it was really a blessing that it was that cheap for me, and a privilege, honestly, um, that most rappers don't have. So, I I may I can keep making this album, and uh, I. Then I met this girl, man. Wow. In senior year, I met this girl through a friend. Um, we had been going down to an event in uh, downtown Phoenix. We were picking up this girl's friend. And uh, I, I did not know at the time that I would be with her for about like met in 2018 and we're still fucking dating now and I'm living with her <laughs> it's it's really been a journey man I met this girl and uh, in October we started dating officially and uh, it's it's hard like meeting like going for so long you just I've been cheating on a lot after that one girl in eighth grade. I I have been in many relationships since then, and uh, she's the only one that really, from the get go, understood. Like me, you know, like understood that uh, with the autism I have, there are things that you do and don't do, or say or don't say, you know, or not like. She under she had sympathy for what I was going through, but she didn't treat me like a fucking puppy, you know. She kept it real, and I really appreciated that. And I, with her, I was really happy, you know. And so I uh, dedicated, I think, I think it was two songs called "Eternal" and "Sunset" to her, because uh, with her, I really felt like, you know. The sunset was coming down on this on the dystopia. Like I was really, was really happy. So, those are the last songs I made on the album: "Sunset" and "Eternal." "Eternal" I made in a day. That's the only song that I made so quickly because I I knew exactly what I felt for. I knew exactly what I wanted to say. Everything else came within time, you know. And I think in November, no, it was October. Uh, it was on a Friday after school. I had finished the album that had been in production for two years. And that drive home, I I I never have been more proud of myself. I uh, I released the project a couple weeks after I finished it. Uh, made the cover art myself. I've been making cover art for myself for a long time And I find it to be one of the most enjoyable parts of music just making the art for it uh, I release it people love it Love it love it love it and I was really astounded by the reception I got people who never been interested in me before started gaining interest in me and uh, you know friends of mine really just uh, friends of mine who didn't even like rap music listen to that and they and they really like it and I was really surprised by that I didn't really expect much from it but it did great uh, I think anxiety on SoundCloud is at almost a thousand views uh, got hundreds of views on Spotify I think it did pretty well overall you know uh, I was really happy about that and people people loved eternal eternal uh, I was expecting this Stoby to be the big hit, but it was uh, Eternal that people really liked. And for a while, I was I, I was happy with that. And uh, 
I, I never expected anything to happen because of music, but um, now I'm making dystopia really changed me as a person. I, I learned so much through the making of that album. And uh, that kind of concludes the past. So now we're going to head on to the now. What I'm doing now. So. Let me take a drink real quick. I say drink, but I have like. Actually, I do have water. I'm, I've been drinking the same cup of coffee. Or like, just the drops. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to grab like water. That's much better. Way <laughs> bad. As I said, we're keeping it raw and genuine. Um, so, after high school, I, uh, I, for a long time during high school, I didn't think that I would really be anything, you know? Because I'd really focus too much on music and my grades would fall. I was really sad about that, but this certain university uh, saw talent in me because I had, uh, and I'd gone from having being a D student to being an A B C student because I really put in the fucking work and I really turned my shit around that last semester. I wish I had realized that so sooner. Anyone listening to this in high school, please, you're. <laughs> high school is the most important fucking time in your life because it determines where you go <sighs> Fuck. I really wish that they would tell you that for between 14 I think is when you start high school 13 14 to 18 is the most important fucking years of your life and you really need to fucking focus and I wish, really wish it wasn't like that because the decisions you make as a kid like they seem like they don't fucking matter because you're a kid but it matters so much. It, I think it matters too much because you know, I'm not the same person I as I was when I was 14, 15, or even 16. They expect me to like get fucking, you know, really focus. I can't focus. I'm a fucking kid, dude. You know, I just think it's silly. I think the whole. A lot of things in high school are silly, and I think it's gonna stay like that for a long time, unfortunately. But okay, that, there goes my fucking school rant. But I really turned my shit around in uh, a certain school. I'm not gonna name the school because uh, I don't want to dox myself, even though I dox myself with this, but that's besides the point. Um, it was this gaming college or th this college known for gaming, and uh, they accepted me and they gave me a $10,000 grant. I think actually no, it was $12,000 grant. Uh, but unfortunately, it was a very expensive school, and I really feel bad for my parents for having to pay uh, tuition for the first semester. I say the first semester because I dropped out after the first semester. I, I it was, I, was, I really wanted to do some sound, but UAT didn't have that. But that was the only place that accepted me, and that was one of the only places I applied to because I didn't think anyone else would accept me, because. I didn't really have most of the requirements. I never took a language class, and that's one of the big requirements for most colleges. I I really didn't feel like anyone else would really take me. So I jumped at the opportunity of a big gaming university taking me. And I, uh, I went to game design, a thing I'd never been interested in. I mean, I like playing video games, but you know, never designing them, and I, so I wish I, sometimes I wish I did never went, but at the same time, I would never have met the people I did, and I'm really grateful for them, um, uh, it was around then where I made the Imperfection brand, 
I had made the little mascot for it. You know, I, I, some of you may have seen him before, but little dude with little horns, you know. And I, <laughs> this, it's the name of this podcast, The Imperfection, with a apostrophe between the I and the M, meaning you could see it either as imperfection or I'm perfection. It's all about perspective, you know. And uh, eventually I started making clothing, and uh, I was going to make an album uh, made w- made by the Imperfection team I had. And I did have a team once upon a time, but unfortunately things never worked out. And I had to explain to the people who, are, who I was going to invite on it that it was no longer being made, and they were kind of crushed by it. Uh, so after that, I went on to go to MCC and that is when I started, when I started making, uh, an album called Sleepwalker and it is not out yet. And that's what I'm still working on to this day. At the same time, I'm working on a couple EPs at the same time. I know I'm saying same time a lot. Sorry. Um, we're going to a lot of things at once. When I went to MCC, I was doing kind of bad. Or not too bad, actually. And then COVID hit in March. And after spring break, uh, I, I did the online school thing for a bit. But uh, then my parents got divorced. Yeah. Having your parents divorce at 18 is a really weird thing because you live your whole life I really did live my whole childhood my whole life with them and suddenly they just <laughs> actually it wasn't suddenly you know me and my mom were really close and we really had a lot of talks and uh, eventually she got to a point where she couldn't really take it anymore with my dad my dad's not a bad guy, but, you know, people grow apart. It's just all part of life, you know. Sometimes things just don't work out forever. Um. So, after that, uh, I lived with my dad for a while, up until July of uh, 2020. But I, I really couldn't take it, dude. Not with him. I don't think my dad was ready to be a dad at that point, at least to me. I mean, he had been his whole life, but then he really... I left because I didn't like his negativity around the house. But I really I really did because I, I think he needed time to be him with my little brother. You know? I think he needs to he needs to reset and I think he was too stretched stressed out about me you know what I was doing and like how I was feeling about this and I moved out uh, with Caleb and her family that's my girlfriend's name Caleb and uh, honestly they have been the greatest people you know they're like a second family to me now and they're all really accepting of me. And that's... I can't ask for anything more than that. But they give me so much more. And I'm really... That's I'm really grateful to have met my girlfriend. I don't know where I'd be without her. So, after that... Uh... Here we are now. I, uh... I got a I got a new job at a sandwich shop. I'm not gonna dox myself once again. Actually, you know what? I'll say it. I work at a place called Chiba Hut. It's a uh, marijuana themed restaurant. There's a couple around the country, but uh, I work at one central in AZ, Arizona. And uh, apparently, we're the busiest in the country. So that's a lot of pressure on me. But you know, it's my first time in food service, and I think I'm doing pretty well. I've been there around uh, nine months now. Actually, 
I don't know if it's eight months or nine months, because, you know, the time is weird, but... Uh... <sighs> I guess, after I moved in, life's kind of been the same for a while. I, I tried to do the online school thing again, but I really, I really couldn't focus, and yeah. We're in the here, now, at this point of my story, we're in the here and the now. Um, I'm currently just working. I stopped going to school, or I stopped doing school because my class ended. But I'm going to take a break for a while to just focus on work, getting money, uh, being able to move out into my own apartment with Caleb, and just making this album, or making these albums, you know, because I have multiple I'm working on. I think that's kind of my problem. I put a lot of pressure on myself, and I think that's I think that's where I fail a lot. Uh, it's just it's a lot of pressure building, but it it's not necessary. I'm working on EP singles, and um, and unfortunately, by putting all this pressure on myself by music, I don't have the drive I used to have when I made Dystopia. But I think that's because I'm growing up and I'm realizing that adult responsibility is can sometimes just be too much. And you think that your passions are dying out and because they need to make room for uh, real world things like work. But without even realizing it, I'm becoming more in love with music than I ever have. And like audio shit than I ever have when I was in school because I in research and getting my new mic and my interface I I have a actual mic for the first time I always use USB mics but this one has an XLR cable I have an interface that was worth 200 fucking dollars I have an audio technica AT2020 my voice sounds so fucking crisp no latency and I did so much research into buying this mic, and I really learned so much about audio. And I bought these headphones, they're uh, Audio-Technica M50Xs, they're so comfortable, dude. And, and I'm really just becoming involved in audio and stuff. And I'm learning to, you know, like music again. Like, you know doing this again making stuff you know making content for you guys to enjoy hopefully you guys enjoyed this i don't know this this is mostly for me events but not all but not all pressure is bad pressure when you start pushing yourself to the next level of you know, it's where you're at. If I didn't want to push myself with audio, or like music, I wouldn't have bought this mic, I wouldn't have bought this interface, but I really do care. FL Studio right now is a fucking nightmare to work with, but I'm learning. And that's the most important part of life. It's just... If something doesn't work for you, Sometimes it's best to give up when it, I don't know, when it comes to little things, you know, not big things that really matter. When it's things that really matter, it's, it seems so fucking easy to give up. It really is. It re it's the easiest thing to do, but it's also the hardest thing to do because you're leaving behind something that you really cared about, but that doesn't have to be the the last <laughs> that doesn't have to be the last resort you don't have to turn to that you can just learn from your mistakes and see we can sometimes I know I'm all over the place right now but I I lost my love of music uh, after my parents divorced I really lost it 
and sometimes you have to start from the ground floor up and relearning something or readjusting to something that you once loved you know you have to remember what how it was to just now be at the learning phase of something just I, I I started out learning audio and then I lost all that and then I started out learning audio again and then I started start doing music again you know uh, making tracks again for the first time and uh, you know I'm even looking at poetry you know that's how I really really started but sometimes learning where your roots are from is when you fall, fall in love with things again because if you think about when it comes to rap music I'm always thinking about like I'm thinking too much about lyrics about like oh man the timing isn't right and like the speed's like doesn't match with me or whatever I, and I get so worried about these things that don't fucking matter that I can like learn to adjust to so I just go back sit down for a minute and just listen just listen to some music man not even worrying about making anything but just listening because I fucking love music more than fucking anything in the world and you know you can really apply that to anything like if you're a video maker you're like oh, I don't want to fucking edit fuck captions I want to god I want to fucking throw my computer out the window just you know watch YouTube or just watch movies or something not because you need to edit but because you love where where you got the inspiration from sometimes the inspiration to your work going back to that like <laughs> like how you did before you started that made you want to start is like the best thing for you I started music as a form of therapy from me I made music from me and now I want to make music for other people to help them you know not to be all corny and shit but for someone to understand and to sympathize with or not sympathize but to relate to it which is kind of why I'm doing this podcast so someone could relate to something I'm going through or someone something someone else is going through on this podcast they can relate empathize and really feel like they're not alone and shit anyways I started music as a therapy a form of therapy because I didn't have the privilege to go to therapy as a kid or as a teenager and now it's turned to something more than that something more important than me and I really have a you know <laughs> I really have a motive a drive to keep going and that's really important just having a motive to keep going in life I've realized I've stopped talking about me and more talking about just life shit but this, this podcast isn't perfect. Nothing is. Not the audio quality. Not, you know, <laughs> this static screen. Not the royalty-free music playing in the background the entire time. Nothing in life is perfect. My setup, my room, just anything. Nothing about me is perfect, but it doesn't need to be. As long as you're trying your fucking best at doing what you love, or just, you know, living. You don't have to live like, you know, people in fucking movies, or how people, you know, like, I don't know. Through media, you're like, this, some media is like, this is how you're supposed to be, you know. Living great. Living luxuriously. Or being, having a healthy mind state all the time 
but you know as long as you're trying your best to live and you're trying your best to be happy with it not even trying your best to be happy with it because sometimes you can't you can't do that it's impossible but as long as you keep moving forward that's the most important part and that's is what I've been doing moving forward I take a long time between albums because I am moving forward and I'm living a life to write about now not everyone's life has to be a life to write about not every life has to be glorious or worth you know a movie out of or a book but man your shit still matters your, your life still matters no matter who you are no matter if no one views this fucking podcast or my music ever again I still matter dude I have even if I didn't have any music I didn't have this legacy of shit on Spotify or YouTube that'll stay even after I die I matter to the people that have met me and that or that I have met uh People who have benefited from me. That sounds so fucking bad. People who, you know, I I give my heart to, you know, whether it's friends or my girlfriend or my family. They all matter to me, and I matter to them. And as long as you matter to somebody, or you're even yourself. Dude, there's someone out there who matters. Who, who fuck, <laughs> genuine. <laughs> uh, I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, I'm still here. After I realized my trauma back in my childhood, I really wanted to die. I really wanted to kill myself, and I tried, but. I never did because um I don't know I don't know why I didn't but I'm happy I didn't because I want to have met the people I did and if I decided I wanted I wanted to die now like right now I have to think why didn't I do it then because I want to met the people that I did now there are people out there that I have not met there are things out there that I have not done and there's happiness that I have not explored yet that I would really like to. And after that, I might say to myself, why didn't I kill myself when I really wanted to? Why didn't I just end things? I would just look, my future self would just look back on right now. When I said say to myself there are happier moments to come and the grass is always greener on the other side this has been the imperfection podcast episode one thank you for watching or listening in the background um whether or not you like the podcast or not thank you thank you thank you thank you i really needed an excuse to get this out um If this if this does good, I'll do more. And uh, if I have the motivation to. I, I'm not going to have a schedule for myself because that's going to be way too much for me. But, you know, no habit as it happens. So, uh, thank you for watching, guys. Uh, on the left of my screen that you've been looking at this entire time is my Instagram, my Spotify, two of my most important things uh, to keep up with what I'm doing. Uh, Spotify when I drop stuff even my SoundCloud even uh, that's just TM47 if you look it up and uh, yeah I don't know how to end this just have a good day and if you walk away if you, if you take anything away from this is that I had so many opportunities to just stop doing things you know Stop mattering to people. But I chose happiness instead.
not immediate happiness, but the choice to learn how to be happy again. Thanks for watching.